right, it's Thursday, it's recording day, and uh, Caleb is super sick, so, uh, but he has the hard drive that has literally all the Nobody Special information on it, so I'm gonna go get it. Probably. <laughs> hey, buddy, how you feeling? Not good. Yeah? Have you thrown up? Uh, I almost did. Oh, fun. Well, I oh, mean, am I gonna have to blur your address? No, you're moving, right? No, I am. Yeah, we're fine. Well, if they can get it just from the numbers 2010, <laughs> that's impressive. Oh, I'm sorry, not feeling great. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Exchange. Uh, thanks for watching our podcast, The Gospel Outpost Presents Nobody Special. He's going to go throw up now. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, the podcast of two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters, uh, or normally two somebodies. Uh, today I am Danny, your host of Nobody Special and your specimen of health. So uh, I'm the only buddy that's here today. Caleb is super sick and I do apologize for that, but this is a podcast of normally two generations of people trying to find God in pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too very seriously. So, um, and... <laughs> Poor Caleb, please uh, be in prayer for Caleb because he is sick, and also uh, he didn't know I was coming and having the camera out. Um, so, you know, our normal podcast is kind of open up, talk about stuff going on, and that gets really hard to do because if I go, Caleb, how's your day going? He's not here. Uh, so I thought I'd just give a personal update at first. Um, I have gotten back on the exercise journey and all that. I Well, I mean, I stayed on it, but I had changed because I had bad shoes. Any, anywho, um, so a couple things I've started doing that are kind of fun. First of all, I've started counting calories. Count, counting calories is terrible, and it's uh, made me think about a couple different things. A, um, tortilla is super high in calories, and that's really annoying. So uh, sorry, Mexican food. We've been doing rice bowls and all that. Uh, and also, I'm... I've gotten back into jogging. I actually had to order new shoes, but not enough to get me on Preacher and sneakers. Uh, one day, probably not actually, um, but I had to get new shoes just because uh, the older that you get, <laughs> the more important it is to have a good pair of shoes. And uh, I was starting to have a knee pain and that kind of stuff, so I switched to a workout. Instead, I said, no, this is silly. Uh, I'm just going to get new shoes. 
and go jogging again. So I started doing that, and the new shoes will come in in the next couple of days, which I'm super excited about. But also, uh, I'm bringing this up on the podcast because I'm trying to be open and honest and transparent, even as a form of accountability. So uh, as of this point, I am 6.3 pounds down from the place I started. Now, uh, a couple things on that. I started on Monday, today's Thursday. Normally, that's too much too quickly. But I knew I was starting on a Monday, so on Sunday, I ate a whole pizza <laughs> to pad my stats. Um, and it was a really good, it was a medium, but it was still a pizza, and I ate it, and I'm not going to have pizza again for a long time, so I figured, hey, this might be kind of the idea. Uh, so it was the final pizza for a bit, and I regret uh, nothing. So, um I was hesitant to even talk about this or even tell other people, you know, I'm trying to exercise again just because in the past I've gotten some odd um, reactions to it, like really strange. Uh, I have had on multiple occasions somebody pat my belly and say, oh, it doesn't appear that you jog. And I'm like, mm-hmm, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think I accidentally snapped back too harsh at a person and said like, uh, <laughs> as soon as he patted the stomach, I went, don't touch me there and he was like oh um, I'm sorry I'm like yep don't do it um, but overall it's it's hard to tell people like hey I'm trying to exercise I'm trying to jog and all that because um, a lot of people have a lot of good pointers and they mean well and I appreciate that there are people I do ask <laughs> like hey what am I doing Caleb is actually fantastic he's got a great uh, gift of being able to kind of plan through things and he's helping keep it accountable there's a couple other people i kind of check in on jogging progress on jason and aaron i don't even know if they listen to this hey guys uh they're phenomenal joggers they're amazing actually it's very good and uh, i check into them and oh, overall i do have people i'm trying to be accountable to to be sure i'm not over eating or that kind of thing uh, the big problem is that i had a lot of stress come through at a time and um i probably had like two or three days that i just kind of slept uh, just because I was stressed out, there was a lot, a lot going on that I'm not gonna really get into here. And I enjoy stress eating. <laughs> That's a form that um, it has chosen. So I'm trying to battle that by, uh, as as corny and cliche as it sounds, to press into God. Now I don't usually like the term press into God because not people just say it, and it's Christianese, but no one really understands what that is, but um, I'm trying to view this as uh, this is a way I can give God glory by taking care of the temple that God has given. Um, and I think if if people go into it understanding that, th then things get a lot easier to be able to exercise, to jog, and do that kind of stuff. So uh, to other people who are also trying to do this, please keep it up. Um, I know it's it's frustrating, it's tiring, it's exhausting and all that. Uh, get an app, get accountability, do anything that you got to do uh, because it is an act of worship to care about the temple that God gave us. So, uh, And our bodies are a temple. And part of that is you don't put garbage in the temple. Um, pizza's delicious, it's not good for you. And I can admit that as someone who enjoys pizza. Tacos are cheap and delicious. Those are my two favorite things, and it's great. Um, 
And then the the other thing, so you know, be careful about the stuff people are putting in. Uh, I am doing that. As I said, I'm counting calories. I've I have a plan, and I'm excited, and I'm hungry. But you're supposed to be hungry. So I was doing a, a piece on um, a fasting a couple months ago. I think during Easter. I think, and um, part of it is that the body trains itself to crave the food that it's getting. So part of a fasting is actually um, training the stomach to not need the food it's getting. And uh, I was going through it and it says like people can go for 20 plus days without food. I'm like, that's nuts. I don't enjoy going 20 hours without food. I get all antsy about that. Do a day fast. It'll mess with your head, man. Uh, but people can go a fair amount of time. Granted, it's not healthy, uh, but it can be done. So um, one of the first things that the body does is it is is it has to re- retrain itself. And those first three days is going to push back. After that, it's a little bit of smooth sailing. Um, I think people said like day three and day seven are the hardest. And I get that because food's delicious. But overall... Um, I'm counting calories, I'm doing that, I'm exercising, and I'm going to keep this podcast updated on that because uh, I'm having fun doing it, and to be honest, um, I kind of enjoy celebrating it if I'm doing a good job. So, And to people that are really skinny, hey, uh, I, I cannot explain this to the extent that it should be explained. Um, there was a person, I was jogging by them, and I'm me, I'm a, uh, I'm a high caliber person, you know what I mean? Uh, I ain't putting on a medium shirt. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a little bigger, and I understand that. And there was this other girl, and I was going down the street, and she was coming the other direction to pass. And it was the coolest thing ever because, you know, she kind of had the build of this person runs marathons and is good at them. And just the bit of encouragement I got that this tired person who was probably on mile five or six, she, she just started going like, yay, good job. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I am doing a good job. <laughs> this is great. Encouragement. Encourage people that are doing good things. And don't you know, call attention to some other stuff. I'm, I'm just trying to give some insight into this. Don't call attention to me like, oh, hey, I think that you're doing good. And totally dropping all that fat that you have like come on just say good job uh it's it's important to be a part of the art of encouragement because i think people uh need that more than they think they do so encourage people and also be encouraged people um this is hard and food's delicious so to anybody that's trying to trim down keep it up i think that you're doing a great job i know the struggles the it, it's, it's a lot of stress it's a ton of mentality that comes behind that but man keep it up because you know i know this podcast jokes about a lot of stuff but overall we're pretty positive people and i think that it's important to understand that god loves us in spite of any of this and wants us to be our best and part of that is taking care of it, but it isn't about trying to earn that because God's given it to us. And, you know, this is just another avenue to glorify God. And, you know, I'm I'm going to do it. So I'll keep everybody updated. I'll keep that on. Um, so 
this is kind of a hard transition to the next topic. I saw a thing. I had other plans for the show today. And sometimes you open up Facebook and stare at an article and be like, oh, no, we're talking about that instead. Uh, <laughs> so there were a couple things that didn't happen. One of them I may or may not bring up. We really just got to see how it <laughs> how I feel. But in um in a sentence I never thought I would actually say, uh, Pastor Kenneth Copeland, a known prosperity pre- a preacher, that's really hard to say. A Pastor Kenneth Copeland, known prosperity preacher, was ambushed by um oh my gosh, I just forgot the name. Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight? Hold on, I gotta look that up. Uh, he was ambushed by a reporter trying to get into his car. Inside Edition, sorry. Inside Edition, uh, as he's getting into his car, the porter, <laughs> the r- 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 reporter jogs up to him and says, Hi, I have questions, I have questions, I have questions. And so, if that ever happens to me, and I don't think it ever is going to, but hey, why not? Um, if that ever does happen to me, I'm just going to get in the car because <laughs> there's nothing good that comes from that scenario. And this poor old southern boy of a man who is just, he seems as if he's a really gentle person. Um, he he stops like, sure, I'll talk to this person. I love Inside Edition. He actually says that over and over in this thing. Um, I'm going to try and cut in a couple of clips or put the whole inner, uh, the whole kind of interview in. They actually uh, put out the whole 12 a minute unedited thing just to show people everything going on and I'll get to that in a minute but um he <laughs> this person comes up like hi people are interested about the thing that you said about there being demons in coach and you know not flying coach and um and having bought a golf stream from Tyler Perry and he he answers that and it's um a, it's it's a bit weird i mean he mentions a uh, the Gulf Stream and whether or not it's actually appropriate to have bought this massive jet. I mean, it is gorgeous. It is millions and millions and millions of dollars. It is fantastic. It is great um, from an aesthetic perspective. However, this person is asking, hey, how much did you pay for it? Uh, and his answer is, that's none of your business. But um, And then he stops and takes a minute to pray and say, God, help me how to answer all these questions. Uh, but then he you know, but then he's pressed on and says, "Hey, how much did it cost?" And he says, "Well, uh, Tyler, per- Tyler Perry, Tyler, he he made that thing so cheap I couldn't help but buy it." Okay, so um, that's kind of a bummer. Um, like I I don't know the whole thing. It just felt very monetary eccentric and again he's a known prosperity preacher he gets criticized for that all the time and in my opinion the just the criticism is just it's it's okay criticism um but he he's also made a couple statements about uh uh, not being able to fly coach because it would it would kind of decrease his travel ability and that kind of stuff and that's true i mean anybody that's flown understands that that is an ordeal of catching flight after flight after flight after flight. And that's true. I don't necessarily think that's a good enough excuse to spend millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on a an expensive plane in that a manner, but it is true. But also he mentioned um the uh, uh, the quote that he got asked it was asking uh, 
about a statement on demons. You said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. So he gave, so clearly he gives a very uh, Bob Kelso from Scrubs type of performance. The whole thing is very kind. It's very pleasant. And then there's that sudden switch that the um, reporter kind of accuses him of 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 claiming that the people on in on commercial flights are demons and and he turns really quickly I mean very abrupt and then he switches right back to his sweet old kind of southern boy type of mentality um and and he just keeps digging into that that he doesn't feel that this is a good place to be for a preacher or that kind of thing um and and that it's inappropriate given his profession to be in there and trying to prepare to do a sermon um, and and mentions a couple of things that got brought up on the uh, news of a woman being dragged by her hair or being punched or something, and and just that made him so angry, and he started to kind of flare up again, and um, it was a little upsetting to say to uh, uh, to say that a bit, but um, it's it's this other idea that you know you, you can't be close to that. I mean, our, I'll play the clip. He kind of says this. Do you think that's a good place for a preacher to be and prepare to go preach to a lot of people when somebody in there is dragging some woman down an aisle? It made me so mad to see that on television. I wanted to punch the guy out myself. I can't be doing that while I'm getting ready to preach. So here's a place I really disagree on. Um, it is a place for a preacher to be. It's a terrifying place for a preacher to be, but it is a place for a preacher to be. Uh, in 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 the middle of that context, in in the middle of that, is the place he's needed because if it is so demon demon kind of centric and all that, that is the place the pastor can have a grand impact. And I know that's scary for pastors and that kind of thing. And it it is. I've been in those types of situations too. That a person um, it. It would have been a good opportunity to minister to that person, and instead, I chose because they were, uh, you know, going through some stuff, a bit angry, to just kind of back up a bit. And to be honest, it's just cowardice, because if all of us are called to speak to the broken, the poor, all all these people that are are in a desperate need of God, then He has chosen to separate Himself f- from those people and essentially choose to not have an impact on them because he has other things to do. Uh, it's, it's this idea of being so incredibly um, busy in the ministry of God that you forget to do the ministry of God. The um, ministry of God is to care about others, to bring them closer to Christ, to do all, all these things, to give God glory. And if there are people that are hurting, broken, and in pain throughout Scripture— those are the people God sends prophets and preachers to. Those are, are are the people that they need it more than anybody else. And so by claiming, well, no, I can't do that because I have to do sermon prep, hey, take a commercial flight, but also understand that this could be an opportunity f- for ministry. From his perspective, he's trying to uh, take this grand approach of thousands and thousands of people, but what if there's that one person on that flight that it needs to hear it in order to have a gr- 
a greater impact than he could ever have is this idea of the 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 money that he's amassed the status that he's built and everything else has had this effect that he can't connect to the everyday person because to him it's all about the prosperity it's all about the wealth and it's all about the blessing of god he even goes on to talk about that um that you know, people just don't understand the the Bible because the Bible is filled with wealth, which you could say if you redefine the word wealth as um, heaven based. I mean, it's 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 kind of a crazy thing to do to say like, no, Jesus is all about us being rich. It's like, no, Jesus is all about us being alive. And that's a fundamental difference that I think a lot of times people lose track of is is that it's more important to God that all of us are in eternity than actually being able to um, pad our bank accounts. So our bank accounts, because in heaven, even the streets are gold. It doesn't matter. No one's going to have a bank account per se because nobody's going to be needing to stockpile things because everything's going to be given by God. There is riches, but it's not about amassing it in this world, but about giving everything I have to God in order to give him that glory. Um, and and the reporter kind of um, pushes back on that a bit, and I'd say is a just pushback. She begins to question him on whether or not people or or that's an okay thing for, for a pastor to do. Is it okay to have amassed this amount of wealth? He he is open and says, I'm very rich. I have a ton of stuff. Yes, I am all those things. Correct. You've nailed it. Inside edition, I love you. Uh, and it's a, a, a weird answer to that. But uh, the, the, the uh, there is a bit of pushback there. So take a look. To those critics that say, that a preacher should not be living a life of luxury. What is your response to that? They're wrong. Well, that settles it then. <laughs> so, I mean, if he says it's not a problem, then clearly it's just not a problem. Um, so, like, they're wrong, period. Oh, okay, thank you. Have a good day. This has been Lisa Guerrero with Inside Edition. To his credit, I don't think he's being intentionally trying to steal from people. Now, I know that's gonna uh, that's an opinion that's probably going to make a lot of people upset. And you know what? Whatever. We're doing it anyway. Um, I, I don't think he's intentionally trying to anger people. I don't think he's intentionally um, trying to just amass a bunch of money by taking uh, offerings and exploiting the congregation, to be honest. Um, some of that could be just based in, I don't want that to be true because that's a horrifying thing for pastor to do. But also, I just don't think he is. Uh, I, I do think there's something going on there. But overall, I think, you know, A, this is a clear case of gotcha journalism. Inside Edition parades around as a, uh, as, as a news program. But, you know, let's be honest. It's not. It's tabloid. It's, it's... It, it's junk food. It's the same stuff that has to be exercised out by going on a jog. It's um, celebrity gossip. It's this kind of stuff. It isn't news. It's drama. And and people enjoy drama. There is this idea that people are, are prone towards drama, towards 
watching conflict towards growing in that type of thing and 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 feeding on it and chewing on it over and over because it's 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 attempting to see the drama of other people and say oh that's just horrifying i mean I, that's the idea of gossip the the idea of gossip is just talking behind or about people behind their backs and in a negative manner because it gives us pleasure it's it's obscene it's that kind of thing so um you know, inside a, oh, oh, they understand that by putting out this story, that they can get people all dramaed up about it because it's prosperity preaching. It's bad. We all know it's bad. We've gone over this a hundred times. It's bad. Um, <laughs> but it's a pastor who's exploiting people, and uh, there are even cases in there that the the style of questioning it was ambush style. It was trying to to uh, to poke at him to get an answer. Uh, there had been a, a mention in there that he's talking about the Jewish people during the time of the Old and New Testament, um, that, that they were cautious to give up their riches and that kind of thing. And the they you know, they do try and, and take that statement and twist it as, so are you trying to say that Jewish people are only concerned about getting money? And that's just... That's messed up because that isn't the thing that he says. And based on the pause and everything in there, she knows that question is garbage. All she's trying to do is just get him to trip up, uh, uh, to get him to say something stupid, and then everybody can giggle at, oh, Christian pastors are just exploiting people and the whole thing's a sham. And it's not because there's thousands and thousands of pastors that every day don't do that, that they wake up, preach great sermons, and inspire the people they're there for, for, for them in hospitals as as family members are born and as family members die and and pastors are there through all of that they're spiritual guides they're shepherds they're doing all these things and just because a couple of people that have to have a gulf stream are 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 giving a bad image doesn't i mean the entire thing is bad oh, the church is imperfect absolutely uh, but if it is perfect, none of us are actually able to go. And, and people complain, oh, the church is full of hypocrites. It sure is, and I am a hypocrite. There are plenty of times, even on this podcast, that I've been saying stuff and thought, man, this feels kind of hypocritical to say, but it's not wrong, so I should say it. <laughs> and Caleb's called me out on it, sometimes on the podcast, sometimes off the podcast. And it annoys me when it happens, but I'm glad he does it, because that's the the mark of a good friend and brother in Christ is to be okay angering oh, the other guy in order to encourage them to grow closer to God. With that said, oh no, sorry. And I I also don't think he's he's intentionally trying to just gain money and fame. Um, you know, there are other sources of income that he has. Granted, I I think the the manner that he's expressing it and uh, putting his um, blessings, quote unquote, into practice is is probably poor. I think it's too self-aggrandizing uh, in order to promote himself by having to have the fancy clothes, by having to have the Gulfstream, the jets, and all that, by being able to claim they raised this amount of money and all that, but. Overall, I don't think he's being intentionally 
or intentionally trying to teach a falsehood. And and that becomes important. He talks about he was trained by uh, by Oral Roberts. And Oral got criticized for the same things that Kenneth Copeland is. He, he, he talks about him as his spiritual father. So naturally, he's going to get the same types of training or you know, the same types of training and also the same types of criticism because that's his spiritual father. It would be stupid to say, and then he became his own individual despite everything he's been taught. That doesn't happen. All that's going on in this case is uh, kind of the same thing as, as the idea of schools of thought. And these are actual schools, but they've popped up all throughout time and history, is that it's a collection of people that taught each other, spurred each other. It was a, a manner of thinking that got passed down generation to generation to gener- or to, uh, to other people. And there are students of a person, and that person, it was part of a school of thought, and that out of that school of thought, they base their theology and all that on because it's how they're taught. For Kenneth Copeland, I just think this is how he's been taught. I don't think he understands the other perspective here. And there's a couple of takeaways on this I'm interested in. The first is be okay challenging all your thoughts. Um, bring them under the alignment of Scripture. Because if Scripture is our ultimate truth, and it absolutely is, then our thoughts need to be subject to that ultimate truth. Um, Even if our spiritual father teaches us that thing, it's still important to bring our thoughts under the word and authority of Scripture. Well, stop licking it. Number two, choose the teachers that you choose to be under. Choose them in a smart manner. Uh, They have a profound kind of effect on a person, good or bad. There was actually a person going off to college. They had been uh, going to a place that I understood that the New Testament professor there is, I would say, a known heretic. He tries to encourage people to uh, doubt the Bible, to uh, turn on their faith and that kind of things all under the guise that, no, I'm actually a Christian. Well, I kind of disagree, because I don't get to say Jesus isn't God and still (laughs) maintain the faith I have. But he was planning on going to this college, or or the student had been planning on going to this college and had been thinking about taking that course, and I had to encourage him, hey, don't. And I know it's important to gain other perspectives and do that kind of thing, but especially in a college type of a setting, it can be difficult because of the impartation of knowledge and the effect that a person can have on another. Choose the people that 
you give permission to teach wisely. Uh, they have a profound effect and a profound balance on a person because it, part of teaching, as we talked about on the previous episode, is coming under their authority by giving them the ability to teach. If scriptures are ultimate teacher, then teachers of scripture need to be biblical teachers. And furthermore, they need to be demonstrating that they have a uh, spirit kind of a filled outpouring, that they have a gift to the thing that they're doing, that there's evidence of God in them. And, you know, I'm not talking about tongues or any spiritual gift, but I'm talking about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the marks of, of the Holy Spirit. It, it isn't can a person speak in tongues or do any of that. It's 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 the fruit of the Spirit, which, by the way, I have to sing in a song because that's how I was raised growing up. Same thing on books of the Bible. I can do them, but it's all through um, all through song. And it's really embarrassing because actually some of them have dances, and no, I'm not going to do them. But overall, it's, it's this idea of giving people the opportunity to teach is a thing that we have to be cautious of. Uh, is a person's theology actually biblical there are plenty of 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 nice pastors that have good intentions and if their theology isn't biblical then it's okay to not come under their authority as a teacher now i'm not talking about they screw up one time leave the church he will leave the church immediately like no but i'm talking about overall if broad strokes if their theology isn't based in bible but in trying to get people to experience a positive feeling in church service. This is the biggest complaint that I have about modern-day churches is that it's all geared towards an individual, towards a specific um, type of experience. It's an experiential thing that they're coming and being entertained and they leave and feel as if they've had a good experience, but it doesn't have an impact. Real teaching, real truth has that kind of impact. It isn't about just trying to have a good experience to be encouraged and inspired. It's about preaching the word of God and holding fast to its truth. So overall, I don't think Kenneth Copeland is doing a, a intentional bad. Um, but I also can't help but just go through this whole thing and think that something is off. Um, a big part of it is is just this idea that it doesn't the criticisms are good criticisms and he just says they're true. It's like no, I am wealthy. I'm incredibly wealthy. I have a lot of wealth and he just states that as if it isn't understanding the problem people might be having. Um he, he's kind of gotten to this point that it's almost as if he's become the authority unto himself. And, and, and that's very problematic. Um, <laughs> I would say highly problematic. Um, I, I've, I've been trying to go through uh, all, all the parts of 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17. It says this, all scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching 
reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, the second term in there, because I did teaching last time, uh, the second term in there, um, reproof, the Greek of that is actually, it's it's the uh, <laughs> idea of calling out a person on their stuff. It's, it's, it's this idea that they have committed a sin, and Scripture is able to call that out and speak to that and say, hey, that thing there, that thing that you're doing is wrong. It is objective r- wrong, and it is a s- s- sinful thing that is happening. You know, this is different than teaching. Teaching is instruction. It's building. But this is calling a thing out f- for the thing that it is. Uh, scripture is is a great tool because it gives us the picture of God's perfection, but also it holds a, a mirror up to us in order to say, I'm so far from that perfection <laughs> that I it can only be achieved by God. And and scripture does that by going in, into it and and giving scripture the opportunity to read us instead of us read scripture. And I know that can kind of sound confusing, but it's it's this idea of 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 scripture carries the the authority to reprove us to call out the sin, but also to build us back up by the grace of God. Um, I think too often people try and go through Scripture to justify things or to feel good. You know, these are those uh, verses that people put over, you know, the standard stock photo of the girl going like, yay, over the beach, and God will grant me my wishes, you know, or something like that. That's not in the Bible, by the way. Um, But people go to that to try and get that type of style when in truth, no one's going to post the uh, picture of, and there was weeping and gnashing of teeth over the picture of a sunset at a beach. It's so nice. Uh, no one's going to find that scripture that says, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But that is the true consequences of sin. And it's important for us to understand that, to understand the weight of our, or the weight and impact that sin has on us, that it pushes us to that. And further, more, it calls that out. Is in us because if if our sin is a a an anarchy against God, then I need to not do it, and it's important to have that called out by the person that is only trying to bring me to f- f- fullness and wholeness. And I don't think that's unfair to give Scripture the opportunity to do that. But I do think it's kind of the, the the part that you know at at a bare, a minimum in the interview that Kenneth Copeland gave, um, that he 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 didn't do that. Now, granted, Inside Edition and the Bible are very different. Hey, that's a sentence I never thought I would have to say, but we're saying it anyway. Inside Edition and the Bible are very different. Um, Inside Edition doesn't carry the same authority of, of that scripture does. But there are parts of, squir- of of scripture that got quoted that I feel as if he's still kind of ignoring, and clear things that he 
uh, that he's being called out on that anybody else could agree on that, hey, this might be problematic as a pastor to have done this and be going to the places and be saying the thing that he's saying that God's trying to bless them with money and riches. Because in some cases that just doesn't happen. But the blessing of God is still there. And the, the, the blessing of God is still giving grace to people, uh, uh, giving them the hope of eternity, speaking into their every day to, to, to walk by them, to guide them, protect them, to, to give them the ability to glorify him, to praise him, to approach him, to approach the throne of God with confidence. All these things are blessings. There are plenty of people that may n- never be able to s- see the face on a dollar bill, but in heaven they'll still see the face of God. And those people are okay too. So is scripture, does scripture carry the ability to speak into the garbage of our stuff and call it out as the thing that it is? Or Am I just trying to skate by on only going through the parts of Scripture that encourage the things I'm already doing? Um, I think <laughs> I think that's a challenge all of us are going to struggle through every day. Uh, for every <laughs> every day I get up, that's going to be a challenge I have because all of us are all about us, and it it is the training of the body to become all about God. But still, all Scripture is God breathed and is useful to reprove us to point out the parts that all of us have all of us have fallen short of the glory of God and all of us do it but by but by the grace of God there's the opportunity to come back to him and at the core that is the message of the gospel that all of us fall very short and And through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, all of us are able to come back to him. Jesus paves a path where there had been no opportunity to have any other path. And it is only Jesus Christ that's able to actually produce that. And so as Christ dies on the the, the cross, I have the ability and the honor to stop doing things that put him up there in the first place. And part of that is I have to deny myself of the things I crave and want. But that's the same thing I'm trying to do in jogging. I almost got the king-size Snicker bar today because Snickers are delicious. It's not an ad. They're just really good. I'll eat one on camera if they want to sponsor us. I'll get that Snickers money. Yeah, I don't care. Um, I'm not going to buy a Gulfstream, but, you know, it'd be nice to pay rent. Um, <laughs> so, but I I had to deny m- m- myself of that because the goal I have is greater than just eating a Snickers bar. And, and the same thing goes to sin. I can have a goal of trying to gratify the flesh, but it's only going to end in personal destruction. Instead, if our higher goal is trying to glorify God because he has already given us his grace and mercy, and it's new every day, then if that's our goal, then other stuff just becomes incompatible, and that's okay. It's okay to give that stuff up, and it's okay to pursue God in the process.
Well, that's going to do it for us today. Just a couple of things, a couple of quick things. Uh, go check out our Facebook at Nobody Special Podcast. Go check out our Instagram, also at Nobody Special Podcast. Uh, and also, um, send us questions. We, we're trying to find questions, and it would be great to talk about stuff that people are interested in and uh, talk about things that are important. I troll through Facebook and Fox News and some other places, uh, CNN, NBC, Fox News, all that, trying to find stuff. And it's a lot of the same political garbage over and over. So what's interesting to you guys? Please uh, tell us by going to thegospelpost.com slash nobody special and uh, typing in a question at the bottom of the page. Or just say hi. That makes our day. I can't, <laughs> I cannot overstate how cool that is to get an email of just a person saying like, hey, I'm from here and I'm checking out the podcast. Thanks for having a podcast. Uh, that makes our day a ton. Um, and, you know, Caleb would probably enjoy it because he's at home sick. And yeah, I'm exploiting sick Caleb for emails. Uh, no, I don't feel guilty about it. So <laughs> take that. Um, <laughs> but please check us out uh, on iTunes and any other place people can find podcasts. Also, on uh, YouTube, we're starting that up. I'm going to try and start adding other stuff other than the podcast, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to—I'm thinking gaming, some other stuff. I don't know. We're going to try some things out, trying to have some fun doing it. Uh, but overall, please tell people to also tune in. That's our biggest thing. I don't spend uh, a money trying to like do sponsored posts or all that. I I may try it, but overall, our our best growth has always been because a person told a person. So. Um, Caleb and I enjoy doing this and are going to keep doing it and it'd be great to, uh, to have it grow in the, the process uh, there's some other exciting things coming up soon but mine didn't come in the mail today and Caleb is at home in his sick so we can't uh, show you yet um, but if people go to thegospeloutpost.com you, you may be able to find it just by poking around a little bit who really knows I say that I'm not sure if I actually updated the site on that, so I'll have to find out. But we have some cool stuff coming up, some cool plans, and we are super excited about all this. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who tunes into this podcast every time. It means the world to us, and even if it's just two people tuning in, we adore our our fans. That's not the right word. Uh People who listen to our podcast are nobody specialers. Um, our specialers are special people. Nope, that's worse. Are whatever. We'll come up with something. So tell us on Facebook, hey, you should call us this, and we'll probably do it because we have nothing. Uh, but please check us out: Facebook, Instagram, iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us give us a share. Give us any of that. And yeah, so I think that's going to do it for us today. I'm Danny, and I'm nobody special. <laughs>